Welcome to The Bridge, an urban church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Hear personal stories, practical tips, and missional strategies to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. Coming to you live from Little Rock, here are your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Chanson Newborn. Hey, welcome to the first episode of The Bridge. The first the very first. The very first episode of The Bridge. Welcome to The Bridge, yeah, Chanson. Yeah, this is your entrance to urban church planting. Uh, I'm Chanson Newborn, a former church planter and church strategist for Arkansas Baptist State Convention. And uh, I am joined by my BFF, my good friend, my buddy, my pal. Um, well, you're second because Beverly's first. Yeah, but, well, uh, I was going say better be, for real. She's first. Yeah, uh, Neil Scoggins, man, how, how you doing? Introduce yourself. Doc, I'm good, man. Neil Scoggins, a, a church planter. I don't know how long you are actually a church planter, but I'm still one. I know, I know. Yeah. How many years? How many years? Yeah. Do, hey, do they only give you? seven years. Yeah. So I'm going at a decade, oh, then I'll cool. shut it down. Shut it down. So yeah. a church planter, been doing that for seven years. This is actually, Chanson, my second church plant. Oh, the really? The first one lasted uh, about five months. Oh, really? And, yeah, it started. Kept the name because I'd already registered with the state. So, so you just kind of kept the name. So you so you started out wrong. What yeah. what, uh, <laughs> yeah, sir, what happened? Five I, months. And, I started and, out wrong. And, and That's she died. That's right. Yeah. No, I killed it. I pulled a plug, man. Yeah, for restarted. Real. We're going to yeah, start over go. here. I restarted again. Yeah. I've been going this time for seven years. That's five months. If I, if I went six months on the second one. Then that means I would have beat that first yeah. one. I'd be the first one. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of a a dual role kind of deal here. So I'm mm-hmm. a church planter and yeah. a uh, church planting. Uh, That's cool. Uh, not church planting, but an evangelism strategist. Right. For the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Real happy to be here. Yeah. Real happy to be here for with you because we've been yeah. talking for man a long time about yeah. actually doing uh, doing the bridge, and we'll be talking about uh, urban church planting, which is something that a lot of people don't really. Urban church planting is a little different, yeah. and it's really planting in some of those uh, difficult spaces yeah. and difficult places. So I'm real excited about that. With different uh, contexts. Yeah, with a different yeah. context. Church planting is, in and of itself is difficult. It is. So, you know, but the context is a little different when it comes to urban inner city. So yeah. you got to kind of define that a little bit more yeah. than just, you know. Yeah, urban. than just yeah. urban. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. urban is a whole lot of stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. why it's called the bridge. There you it's go. It's a long way from one side yeah. to the other side. But I'm really excited about our first episode yeah. because our first episode is really about something that is apropos or or, or appropriate for us right, right now, uh, especially during the summer. Uh, and the title uh, for today is really uh, "Surviving the Summer Slump." The dreaded the, summer slump. Man, it doesn't really matter who you are, yeah. what you're dealing with. Uh, every church, whether an existing church pastor yeah. or a church plant, is dealing with the summer slump. So we're yeah. ready for today's podcast where we'll talk about surviving the summer slump. Up yeah. next on The Bridge. So what is the summer slump, uh, Chanson? When, when we say summer slump, as a pastor mm. or as a church planter, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you talk about summer slump? <laughs> when I think of <laughs> summer slump, I think of uh, lack of participation, on your uh, part, or the or the, or the no, congregation? No, it's not on my part. It's on the congregation. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. of um, oh man, the attendance is going to go down. I think giving goes down in a slump. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
momentum kind of slows down. I, I mean, but you got to look at it, you know. Undoubtedly, it, you know, people are going to go on vacation. You've got youth camps, sports going on. you got yeah. all of these other activities. It's summertime. People want to enjoy the summer. They want to enjoy the weather and all yeah. of this. And so, you know, naturally, you you know, that's just a natural part of, of the cycle of yeah. church life. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, people are going to enjoy the weather, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So when it gets, when you get closer to the summer, get close to those times, um, you're going to have those slumps. Those yeah. dreaded slumps. Yeah. And so, you know, how do you navigate through those seasons? What well, you I, know, let me a, just say this real quick on, on that one as mm-hmm. you as you finish. I think we have to know that they're coming. Right. Be aware. And and, of as those, a, as, yeah. and here, here's the thing. We gotta be honest. As a planter yeah. and as a pastor, you need to know that the slump is coming. Yeah. No matter how much faith you have, yep. <laughs> it, it the slump comes. Yeah. Because like you said, natural cycles of people, it just goes yep. down. It, it just happens. And we have to make sure that we're we're just mm-hmm. kind of prepared for that. Have you, as a pastor, when you pat this is you pastor how many churches? Two? two no, two? one. That was <laughs> you were the one who did a restart. Yeah. <laughs> no, just one. One no. church plant. So, yeah. um, so you know, I experienced that as well. Um, four years. We were four years into the plant, and uh, within the DNA of the plant, we did a lot of outreach. Yeah. And so, four years into it, I felt as if we were burnt out in doing yeah. outreach every single month. Well, I don't. I don't well, necessarily did, think that the people were burned out. I think it was me. You did outreach but, uh, every month. Yeah, we did every month. It was wow. we calendared every every single month. Gotcha. But uh, so four years in, we were. You know, I said, "Hey guys, we're just going to take a break from doing outreach." And uh, I did that at the top of the year. Well, uh, since I did that, and summer was coming, I, and I noticed, hey, giving is going to take a hit. Uh, participation is going to take a hit. Attendance is going to take a hit. Yeah. And so I just prayerfully started thinking, okay, what can I do to help engage people during the summer? Because this is going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and it did. And it, it, and you know, you know, we were holding on to, because the, what kept momentum was the fact that we were doing outreach and I kind of took that away because we needed a break. Yeah. And people, didn't have a missional, they weren't missionally engaged in anything, didn't know what to do, and, you know, and wow. so um, it, it hit us really hard. Wow. Yeah, it so, hit us hard. So did it hit you the entire summer? I mean, when you say the summer, did it hit you in May, like soon as graduation, and then you know, momentum didn't come back until well, August? Well, you know, uh, you're going you're gonna to you're gonna have momentum because of Easter. You're coming off of Easter. Yeah. You got baptisms, lives yeah. change. Yeah. You got that momentum. Then yeah. you got... Um, uh, Memorial Day, yeah, and then you know, then after that, then, it's then loud, you start seeing a decline. <laughs> yeah, you start seeing the decline. People start starting scheduling vacations. Yeah, yeah, you got sports camps and all of that stuff. So it really, it really hit uh, midsummer for us. Gotcha. Yeah, that was midsummer, and I looked at, as a church plant. You're already, you know, <laughs> you're all, you're already faced with. A lot of other challenges and, and man, with, uh, you know, people didn't have anything to be engaged in, you know, yeah. because uh, the DNA of the church was just doing outreach, being missionally engaged. Yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah, it hit us mid-June. God, man, let me tell you It hit something. us hard. What about, what about you guys? You know what? We, uh, I don't remember. I, I was anticipating I it. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I, I don't remember when it started. Yeah. But I was anticipating early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what got me. So there was a <laughs> summer that was coming, and it hit us early. It was literally right after Mother's Day. Oh, really? And from Mother's Day through 
August through back to school, giving was so low that I, attendance was already low yeah. because people were out, yep. they were doing their thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so attendance was low. Uh, as a church plant, you know, we were not doing online giving at the time. You just kind of had to be there. Right. I don't know why I wasn't doing it, but I wasn't doing it. Um, I was trying to put some outreach things together, but they kept falling apart. Uh, and then we were so low with giving and attendance is that I talked to the administrator and I said, we're going to have to shut some things down. Oh, wow. It got to a point, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. My wife doesn't even know this. She knows now. I finally told her. So I was getting a little stipend from the church. Mm -hmm. There were there were a couple of times, just twice a month, there were a couple of times that I had to give the stipend back. Oh, yeah. Because... <laughs> The, because we were struggling. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I mean, there was nothing going on. And then, I, you know, and he, here's where the slump happened. It was a financial slump. Yep. It was a congregational energy slump. Mm -hmm. It was a leadership slump. And then there was a spiritual slump. Yep. Because then I started to second guess whether or not God had actually called us yep. to do what he had called us to do. And, and that was for us. I mean, for me, it uh, it got me. And then my, my administrator said, hey, what, what are we going to do? And then what I ended up doing was I said, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to have to trust God. I, I right. don't know what to do. So right. if you're a pastor or a planter and you're dealing with that right now, number one, you need to know that what you're dealing with is something that everybody deals with. All church leaders, pastors. Uh, regardless of how it, old it does, the church it, is. Yes, it doesn't matter. Your mega church or a small church, big church, doesn't matter. Everybody does. Everybody deals with this. Everybody deals with it. And so it's 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 good for you to be aware that this is gonna happen and prepare for it. You know, how do how do I prepare for this? And yeah. so so that it doesn't take me by surprise. Yeah. And I can I can continue to equip the people and move them in a healthy way. Yeah, we both talked about our experiences with those slumps and those yeah. those challenges or whatever. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you the the other way around on yours, right, right, and then right. you can you can ask me later on. But were you prepared as an early? And you, you were four years in. Yeah, I was four years were in. Were you prepared for the slump? No, you knew it was coming intellectually. No, I was not prepared for it. I knew it was coming because you know I understand those cycles, but I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then I thought I made a mistake by <laughs> pulling back from the on the first of the year by pulling back. I thought I made a mistake. I was questioning my leadership yeah. skills and yeah. and uh, and I just I didn't know. I really didn't know what to do because yeah. I knew it was coming. And then, you know, when it started happening, it was just falling apart. Yeah. And I was like, OK, what in the world are we going to do? How do you, know? you so how do you as a as a as a planter, you're four years old. Mm -hmm. I know how I felt. But how do you. It was, man, it was Get disheartening, it was week. discouraged, it was discouraging, you know, um, to, to see you experience that and you're aware of it. Matter of fact, I had shared, uh, I, I had shared with my leadership team uh, prior to this happening, I just kind of shared and unpacked to them, all right, guys, we got to prepare for this summer because, you know, uh, folks are not going to show up, <laughs> you know, things are going to happen. Yeah. And uh, they really didn't have any input. They, they were like, okay, <laughs> Pastor, like, what are we, yeah. they're looking at me. So, Pastor, what, what are we going to do? do? Yeah. yeah. No, they were looking at you going, yeah, you're right, because I'm going to be out for six exactly. weeks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way. By the way. Oh, yes. Now that you're yeah. thinking about that. By the uh, way. I'm going to be and I'm taking my money weeks. with me. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's right. Like, okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. So, for me, I didn't yeah. know. I knew that the slump, the energy slump was coming. Right. Right. But here's the thing that I wasn't prepared for, Chance, and I'm going to be honest with you. I was not prepared for the spiritual dip 
that mm. happened to me. I was mm. not prepared to deal with. So what, so what was that experience, the spiritual dip? The spiritual dip for like, me was I was second guessing whether or not oh, yeah. God had fired me and yeah. didn't let me know. I know. Yeah. Y you know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. serious. Sermon, man, I could not. I couldn't preach a sermon yeah. to save my life. It's like everything I preached was just, it would fall flat. Right. Uh, I would try to change what I was doing with my prayer time. Yeah. I was struggling there. Uh, I, here's a, one of the mistakes that I made is that I, I, I couldn't talk to my wife. Yeah. Or I, no, I could have. I chose not to. Yeah. Because I didn't want her to panic. Yeah. And I wanted to, to share carry that burden. That, yeah, to you, share that burden yeah. with her, yeah. because I felt like her being a church planter's wife, it was already a burden. Or a pastor's wife, it's already a burden. Yeah. And then we had a couple of new people that would come, and they'll go, and then they'll, then they'll ask you this question: Where is everybody? Yep. <laughs> and then they start looking at you, going, "Man, what you know? What in the world happened right there? I have no idea what happened." Yeah. So, with all of that going on, I, obviously we made it through. Right. Obviously we right. made it through. So, with the slump that you had, that you dealt with uh, financially and physically, and all of that, and a slump that that I dealt mm -hmm. with as well, I think it's our responsibility because we've made it through. Is yeah. to give some people some principles or some things right. to kind of pull out of pull out of all of those. So, principle number one that we just kind of want to pull out of all of that is the first thing is this: we have to re-engage our small groups. That's number one. We have to re-engage our small groups. Either re-engage okay. or start a small group. Okay. You have to re-engage or start a small group. Okay, unpack that one so, for me. So for us, um, I, like I was saying earlier, I cast vision for small group because we weren't doing small groups. Gotcha. Going and into so the slump. Going into the slump. Gotcha. And so I was just casting vision. You know, we're going to start small groups and um, I'm going to raise up some leaders. You're going to you're going to uh, lead. You're going to have some gatherings at your home. And uh, and I was doing that throughout the year, but I didn't pull the trigger. I was just casting vision. Wow. I really didn't just I didn't pull the trigger, wow. you know. And so because I didn't want to add anything else on our plate. Gotcha. Yeah, but, but the plate was becoming empty, so you had plenty of room. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you had plenty of room on your plate at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, um, so I pulled the trigger and I started sharing with 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 the, everybody about you know, hey, we're going to start small groups, and uh, you know, Neil, uh, it's something powerfully unique about uh, small groups in the life of a church, you know. So I, I initiated it because we, we had a barbecue at my house. Okay. And I don't know how spiritual this is going to sound. <laughs> hey, we had a barbecue at my house, and we played some cards. And, uh... Uh-oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Old mate. <laughs> Solitaire. So, you know, so I had to model this because this was kind of a new concept. Yeah. You know, there, you know we're familiar with Sunday school, but the language of small group yeah. wasn't something that everybody was familiar with. Yeah. So, so I had to kind of unpack what that means yeah. and, uh, and, and make it sound uh, attractive. Yeah. And so... I modeled it. So I said, hey, guys, hey, we're going to come to my house. We're going to play cards. Uh, and we did. We're going to barbecue. And, uh, and now, barbecue and a spiritual. Oh, yes, sir. Killing, <laughs> killing the fatted calf. <laughs> that's, 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 spiritual. that's spiritual. It's in the Bible. Killing the fatted calf oh. is spiritual. I'm just. 
And the calf t- is tasty. It tasted there. It tastes good. <laughs> That's and, yeah, uh, a calf died so that we may live. Make, make yeah. sure make sure you season it well. That's right. But uh, <laughs> right. There and you so go. you know, because c- Neil, much of our theology uh, is from the pulpit. But we can we really can flesh it out when you do small groups. Yeah. And so that's yeah. kind of what I, I was uh, the vision I was casting. And so I said, hey, I'm going to take my sermon and I'm going to I'm going to unpack my sermon in such a way that we, we can go deeper in our sermons. You know, instead of instead of just, you know, getting a sermon on Sunday, let's go a little bit deeper. You just said something. You laid out a practical application that I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. So you took, so deal with that again, man, yeah. because, I, because you know, we talk about small groups, we talk about, right. you know, hey, summer slump, principle one, re-engage small groups, right. or do them for the, for the very first time. Right. And the first thing somebody does is they go on, online at Lifeway or go somewhere yeah. and they download yeah. something yeah. and they do it. But you didn't do that. No, the no, no. The practical I, thing that you did. Yeah, I just took my sermons and, uh, and, just, and just broke my sermon down where you into discussion questions you know we had the the big idea yeah and i just broke it down so you can you can dig deeper into into the sermon that's good. and have meaningful conversations you, yeah. you can dig a little deeper uh into the sermon and so um and and, and doing that not only will you equip the people but you'll you'll bear more spiritual fruit that's good. you know you you're, you're you have a sermon uh yeah, I don't know. Whatever the topic you're dealing with, yeah. I mean, you can you can take the conversation a little deeper yeah. in those small small group settings. So that's that's yeah. what I did, dude. That's good. So that's were people receptive? Yes, they were. Man, it saved us that summer. It saved us, man. And, and I'm not gonna say, hey, a, a lot of people attended church and it blew up. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, the success for me was measured in there was spiritual growth. Uh, friendships were forged. That's good. You know, uh, just it was more meaningful. Meaningful. Yeah. Um, people looked forward to going to other people's houses, whereas you know, before they nobody was going to anybody's house. You know, yeah. come on. Now, <laughs> now let, let me point out. Let me point this out. Here is a misnomer in the urban community that people don't want other people at their house. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, a lot of times yeah, yeah. people hear that. Well, no, nobody, nobody. Yeah. Come. The people that don't want people at their house don't invite people to the house. That's yep. cool. That's all right. But there are some people that have the gift of hospitality yep. that you can pick on. But here's something that you did in that principle. I think is just so amazing. You did it first. You did it first. I didn't first. know what I was doing, Neil. It didn't matter. I really did. It didn't matter. <laughs> I, I, hey, I really did. None of us know I, I just, what look, we're doing. I just knew, I just knew, man, uh, having a small gathering of, you know, and, and just spending time. I mean, it's acts too, you know, just spending time with each other, devoting yourself to the scripture, you know, you know, at the end of the day, I'm gonna tell you this, people want community. At the end at, of the at day. At the end of the day, people want community. Right. They want, you know, to be in an environment where they can be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. where, where, uh, friendships can, can deepen. Yeah. You know, you know, instead of I see you on Sunday morning, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Know, you. I see you next it's good week. Good to see you, and yeah, I see you next you. week. Yeah, but I really don't know you. Right, right. I, I, I really I know don't the know Sunday you. Sunday you. I know the Sunday you, but, but I, I don't, I don't really know you. you. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know your interests. I don't know your gifts. I don't know. I, I don't even know your children. You know, right. but but when you create those environments for community where people feel like they belong, they feel like they are loved. That's why social other social organizations thrive. Can, are, they thrive. That's right. Off of that principle of community. That's, that's right. I mean, it's a biblical principle. That's right. Jesus did it. You right. know, and so. Um, 
you know, in, in urban context, you know, sometimes, like you said, you know, we, we, we want, you know, not we, in the urban context, that's something that people really want. Yeah. That people, we you know. want community, but we want it on our rhythm. Yeah. But it's yeah. okay. Yeah. I have to, I'm able to do it if my leader models it right. for me. Right. And I think yeah. that's major. It's, so you made it through that summer yeah. with, with principle number. Here's yeah. another principle that we can kind of lay out. Principle number two is this missional engagements <laughs> and exploring or courting potential partners. So what do you mean by that? Missional, that's a whole mouthful. I know I'm sorry yeah. for spitting on you, but, but yeah. we're okay. No, we fully it. vaccinated, so we're okay. <laughs> so so this summer, now you're in the middle of summer right now. Right. As you're, as you're listening to this and watching this, you're in the middle of summer. Here's the deal. Missional engagements. I guess I should use the term intentional missional engagements. Mm. Uh, when we were youth pastors, the summer was our hot time. Yeah. Summer was a hot time. We had camps going on. We had all this other stuff going on. So you have to understand, my friend Mark told me this. He taught me about cultural exegesis. I'm going to use that term oh, until yeah, I yeah, die. Yeah. Cultural exegesis says, what is the story of the community that you believe God has called you to right. serve? Missional engagement says that since I know that community, I know that community's rhythm and whether I may be slumping in the larger gathering, the needs still exist right. in my mission, in, in my community. So just simple missional engagements. This is something that we did. We tried to find those simple things that we could do during the summer mm -hmm. that we can't do in the regular part of the year right. with our congregation and with those folks that are around. So for what does example, that look like? Well, for what it looked like for me was this is there. There are a group of people that want to do stuff. For example, they want to uh, beautify something. There yeah. was a young lady, man, we used this one time. There's a young lady, she wants to, you look at her house, she, she loves her house and her plants and all that other stuff so much that she posts pictures of it on Facebook. Right. So I said, you know what? Why are you taking care of your house? Let's take care of God's house and then celebrate that. So it was internally missional mm -hmm. because we got her involved in beautifying the church. And then other people kind of pulled around here and we started to do the same thing to folks in the community. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we ended up doing is that during the summer, sometimes there, there may be some college students that have come home that want to oh, yeah. do some stuff. Right. So we try to plug them into some kind of missional things. Um, if you are a part of a larger denomination, if you're part of a fellowship, everybody has these, uh, at the Arkansas Baptist uh, State Convention, we call them Connect Days or Acts 1-8 right. Days and yep. all these other things that you go on Backyard Bible Clubs, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, what is the thing with the bounce houses and the, uh, the block, block parties, parties and block all parties, those different yeah. things. Listen. COVID or no COVID, this summer during the slump, you can still engage in some of those things if you space some of those things out. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just telling you so, that some of the things that we do. So we can did. you do that? Um, so I, yeah, can, I, ahead, can, I can hear our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So can you do that during COVID? So, I mean, we, you know, we're, we're, we are, you know, moving out of COVID and, yeah. you know, people getting vaccinated, you know, yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. So there are a lot of people that are apprehensive about engaging. There are a lot of people in the urban context that are not even gathering. Yeah, not and gathering so not, or not even vaccinated, not, not even thinking about none and of so that. So you're yeah. telling me, you know, okay, to survive the summer slump for me to be missionally in, engaged during this season. Here's, How do you do that? Here, here's another way. You can be socially distanced and still missionally engaged. 
Let, let me ask you this. Mm. Uh, for, for lack of a better term, I'm going to use the lady's real name. Her name is Miss Smith. Okay. Miss Smith, we. Before that's a real COVID, name? That's her real name. Oh, okay, okay. Miss Smith, no, like, she lives right like across John the street. Yeah, no, no, that's not John Doe. That's like, okay. like Miss Jenkins. That's, <laughs> that's a real person. Okay. She's a real person. She lives so, across the street. Sister Jenkins. Sister yeah. Jenkins. Yeah. No, she lives across the street right. from the church. Right. We saw her a lot before COVID. Mm -hmm. Since COVID, the only time we see her is on Facebook. I mean, you know, because right. she's friends. But we look at Miss Smith's yard. She's a single parent, mm. has a young son. She's trying to get him a little more engaged in the yeah. yard and the whole yeah. deal. But what we can do now is we can say, you know what, uh, Miss Smith, allow us to take care of your yard for you. Yeah. That's being missional. Mm -hmm. um, we have a group of people. How did she respond? Oh man, she loved it. Now, can I can, can I tell you what blew my mind about that is that she she is a member, an official member of another church. Wow! But talks about our church yeah. more than anything. Now here's the thing. Being missionally engaged has nothing to do with bringing more people to the little C church, but allowing people to work in the body of Christ. Yes. Yes. You feel what I'm saying? And to experience the love of Christ. Um, you know, through that experience. Yeah. And so, uh, so she was receptive and she was excited that Very. you guys, um, it was free. She didn't have yeah. to do anything. We were missionally engaged. Right. And, and the, here's the other thing. So if we, and so what we would do is we would set up other things. Another thing that you can still do during a COVID environment, the, the car wash is still working. Yeah. The car oh, washes yeah. still work. I got it from a guy in Ohio. Yep. He did free car washes. There was a marker yep. for what we did. Here's, here's what you do with the free car wash. Sometimes people stayed in their car. Mm -hmm. You can hand them a card and say, hey, Jesus loves you. God loves you. Here's some information about our church. Right. Make sure you put some virtual stuff on there as well. Now, you may be thinking, well, wait a minute. This is crazy. I mean, we this is summer. Mm -hmm. I need to get people in the church. No, the bottom line is to be missional yep. so that if you sow the seeds of missional being intentionally yep. missional, it, it reaps benefits later right, on. It right. may be somebody. And you want to sow the seed, not only of, uh, you know, sharing the love of Christ, but sharing the gospel, giving the opportunity to right. share the gospel, right. you know, and right. so, um, regardless of COVID, you're still looking for ways to connect with people, be a relationship with people yeah. and share the gospel with people and invite them to be a part, you know, uh, of your church and, and be a part of your experience. Yeah, so part of your community, so, we be just, part we, of your community, started, right. yeah, community and so family. Well, yeah. you can still have do miss missional engagement, even in the, in the midst of what we're going through, sure you know, can. coming out of COVID. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I would encourage, uh, uh, church planters, uh, anybody, you know, even during this time, as we're coming out of COVID, yeah. or however long that's going to take, yeah. still be prayerfully considering ways to be able to engage. You know, you may uh, think about your your local predicament in your in your in your community, yeah. or, yeah. or or a need, you know, that's in the Simple community, yeah. and, and prayerfully consider being the solution to that need because you're wanting to share the gospel, you're wanting to tell people about Jesus, you're wanting to. Um, to, to share the love uh, to, to, to that person. So you can, still, will there, tell you can still you. have unique opportunity. There's still unique opportunities. But they will tell you yeah. what the needs are. Yeah, they're they're going to tell you. Know, and, you know, those statements we talk about, right. a real need and a felt need, they'll tell you what those needs yeah. are. Here's the other part with missional engagement is this. Mm -hmm. As a church plant, you survive early on based on uh, partnerships. Oh, yeah. Now, now here, here's the thing. This is what we ended up doing. We began Nail. to use our summer slump where a lot of our members were not around, yeah. but the environment still had a need. And we saw a mother church from yep. wherever, yep. and we would call them and say, hey, you know what? Before you go to Guatemala, 
Yep. Before you go to Honduras, before you go to Brazil, Peru, wherever you're yep. going, go to the community that is different than yours 15 minutes yep. across town before you go 15 hours across the world. there's a mission field there is a in mission your backyard. Field. There you go. And, and, and partner with plant, us. That's it. To, yes. As yes. a church plant, we we need to learn how to use that yeah. as, as, a, as a training ground. Use your summer to allow that to happen. Yes. Let me tell you the two greatest things that happened for us. One was there's a church outside of our city mm-hmm. it, I think they're about seven or eight hours away they you know we're in Little Rock they were in, da- in uh, outside of Dallas mm-hmm. outside of Dallas brought in about 11 people previous building that we were in uh, before we were in the, the facility we're in now and they came and they just wanted to do something they said hey just want to do it our members I probably had two members around that yep. could actually do something at the time they came and they painted the outside the entire outside of our building yep they came, they did that. We did this, uh, the, they were there about four days. The fourth day, we, there was no work. We just spent time together. We ate. We told them all about our community, and that gave them some prayer points, and they began to come back like two years after that. Those are times that you can partner and be the body of Christ during the summer. It doesn't have to be a slump. It just can be a reset. So, Neil, what did that do for the life of the church? How did that impact oh, your church? Man. When you had those partner uh, churches and those Dude. partners to come alongside you, you know, even though I may have two, five, or ten, yeah. you know, and they'll bring a busload, yeah. you know, but yeah. what did that do? How did that impact the church? It, it, it impacted, first of all, it impacted me mm. because it reminded me that God hadn't fired me. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It reminded yeah. me yeah. that if God is moving, then that God doesn't move on something that he is not interested in. Mm. So if God was moving, that means that, okay, he's still interested in me. He's still interested, interested in this plan. Here's the other part for our members. They said people don't want to be outdone yeah. by somebody that's not there by somebody that's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, feel what yeah. I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, so in other words, they were like, well, I'm not going to let, yeah, my church, let you out. My dude. church yeah. is valuable. Yes, sir. And so what they began to do, they began to invite mm. people during the week to come by. Dude, they were coming by taking pictures. Yep. <laughs> All it was, it was brown paint. <laughs> and they were excited. So the summer came around and people were going, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you do that? No, but it's still my church. Right. It's right. still my church. Right. So they were excited. So it but gave gave life. They gave gave life. Here's the other part. They gave value to what we were doing. So by the time the summer slump was over, people were going, no, this is my church. Uh, No, you need to come to my church. This is my my local community. Not not only did it impact your church, it also impacted the partner church. There you go. And the experience that they, and the opportunity that they get That's right. in the experience. There you go. You know, you get to learn about each other, learn culture, other cultures, you get to learn, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and get a different perspective. That's right. You know, and uh, so it not only is valuable to you and your church and gives life to you and your church, but it also gives life to the partnering church. That's right. You know, and so uh, it's a win-win on, on both ends. And so. And God created that downtime yeah. so that you can engage in some stuff that you can't engage in right. when everybody else is busy. Re-engage and start a small group. Go ahead, Doc, because no, no, you no, got no, excited. No, no. You got no, excited. Because I'm, because I'm thinking, you know, that same experience that your mission team get when they go to Guatemala. Yes. Come you on. Know, Come on. The same experience it. that they get when they go to wherever, yeah. uh, Africa or India, India whatever, yeah. is the same experience through God's spirit that you get in your backyard. That's right. In, in the neighborhood down the street. Yes. And, and so um, there's a lot of opportunity, Yeah. you know, with with you know here that's right you know and so partnership partnership is is 
incredible, and it, and it, it plays an important role in, in making impact. So. And I don't think we should ever uh, discount that, throw yeah. that away, yeah. any of that. So yeah. re-engaging or engaging mm-hmm. small groups, I think right. that's imp- important during the summer. Uh, being missionally uh, engaged, being strategic. But here's the last thing, the last principle, that, but I believe that we facility and flock maintenance. Now you came, you came up with that <laughs> facility that was, and flock maintenance. Yeah, uh, forgive me for spitting <laughs> once again. Facility and flock maintenance. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. It just like the painting. Here's the thing. There are a lot of things that you can't do. Yeah. During the regular part seasons. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you can't you do come that. up with the list yeah. during the year, but you never know whether that's with a partner or just with yourself. Uh, you, with, with just the members that you have. The facility maintenance, you come around and you say, you know what? You begin to dream. Mm-hmm. Whether you do it or you, a, you lay a plan to do it, use this summer slump to continue to dream. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you settle down and rest? When I rest, there are two things that I do. Sleep. I snore. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I sleep, yeah. <laughs> when I settle down, I sleep. And if I go all the way to rim, I dream. I dream, yeah. God has created a season for the church to settle down and dream. And Mm. I believe that we miss Mm. the opportunity to dream when we So how does that connect with flock maintenance? Well, that's facility maintenance. Flock maintenance, you settle down and you start to think about, you know what? Who haven't I seen in a long time? Yeah. Yeah. Who came yep. but never joined? Yeah. Who who did something and started? And I know that they're going through a difficult time right, right. now. Uh, who who needs some help? Who and not not financial help. Not sometimes just hey, how you doing? I appreciate you. Or who are some of the leaders I need to pour into? Who are some leaders I need? Hey, yeah. here, here's the deal. Who are some of the folks that are potential leaders? Yeah. That they may not be leading anything now, but I know in a year they're going to lead. Right that I have to, that that's that downtime. That downtime. Now, here, here's the other thing. If you have the opportunity to send them somewhere, send them somewhere. What do you mean by that? Training, my worship leaders. Mm-hmm. If you, for, for, for it, it doesn't have to be any kind of, uh, uh, what, what's the word, conference right. or workshop. Hey, I have a friend in whatever town. Oh, I have a cousin that lives there. Hey, you know what? This is what I want you to do this weekend. I want you to not to come here. Yeah. I want you to go there and spend some time with them. And, I'll call them and let you know. That and Arkansas going. Baptists have several events that we have Man, that we, we can send bunch. our leaders to That's and to help saying. equip them. So what are some of those things yeah. that we can? Hey, let me tell you yeah. something. First We're of all, you got to put a yeah. plug yeah. out yeah. there. Put a plug ahead. in there for go all ahead. the Arkansas <laughs> Baptist stuff. But here's the deal. You right. have Super Summer. Yeah. You have some of those younger folks. Now, this year it may be a little difficult however you can still connect with some of those mentoring programs that they have you have super kids may not be happening this year but that those things are actually still happening or some larger churches that are doing those things you have super summer you have super kids for for worship leaders young folks that are that are junior high high school praise works praise works Mm -hmm. and it's not just planning and playing instruments, singing, and all of that. It's the tech people. Yeah. You send them to those places so that during the summer, you know what? I'm not worried about the numbers. I'm not worried about who's in the building right now because if I sow the seed, listen, a farmer is not concerned about the seed sprouting up quick 
he's more concerned about what's going on under the dirt under, that yeah, he doesn't the see. The soil, yeah. The soil yeah. that he doesn't see. Mm-hmm. So I think that if we use those times mm-hmm. to start to sow the seed and start to send those people places, man, listen, connect people with phone numbers. You know, right. just just phone numbers with some. That's that flock and that facility. Flock, mm-hmm. You dream about the facility, but you also care for the flock. And I think that sometimes that we, you, uh, there's some people in our in our congregations, man, that we uh, that are good pastoral care. Yeah, we don't give them an opportunity to do pastoral care. Yeah, um, our our congregation. I think it started at year five or six that they said, Pastor, you know what? You take a break. Mm. And so now. It is time for them. Are they going to be perfect? Are the folks that are going to lead worship and teach right. and all of that, are they going to be perfect? No. How do they become better? By having reps. They got to mm-hmm. get more reps in. But and you're able to do that during downtime. Yeah, you And those can are do things it. that we don't normally think about. No. But now that you have that space and that time to do that, yeah. you can send them, yes. you know, uh, to, to, to these different events to you equip them. them camps. And, you can, yeah, you and can it's encouraging. Yeah, it's encouraging. I mean, think about when you first started doing stuff. That's encouraging to you and me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's encouraging because I don't know how, if I always carried my sons and never allowed them to walk, I wouldn't know how far they could walk if I never let them go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they got it. They got yeah. Will they get their uh, their knees scratched? Now watch this. Yeah, it's when you happen. let them go in their journey, there are people that come alongside them. They end yes. up being their friends. Yes, they have an influence. And so sometimes yeah. we yeah. we let them go yeah. and send them to the conferences and events. There are relationships that are forged. Come on. as a result of us sending them out. Yeah, that that helps them in their you know whatever they're called to do. That's and right. So we we can't be afraid, you know, or nor intimidated. Right. In allowing our people to. What's trusting that? our people What's that out. word you said? Intimidated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can't be intimidated. Be intimidated yeah. and trust the call on their life That's and what right. God is calling them to do. Right. And my job, my job as a church planner is to equip, to equip them for the work of the ministry. Right. And be okay with sending them. Right. For them to be equipped. That's right. Because all it's going to do when they come back is going to bring life to the church, enhance the church, make an impact in the church. Yeah. And, and just make us be more excellent at what God called us to do. So let, let me address the elephant well, in the room is, here real good. quick. <laughs> well, let me address the elephant in the room because right. a lot of people push back with us and say, I don't have money. Oh, yeah. I don't have money to send anybody to a conference. I don't have money to send anybody to a camp. If you're a church planner, you don't have money. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. <laughs> I don't have you money. Don't have money. No, I, have, I don't have money. I have phone yeah. numbers. You That's have, all you I just have. You have to be resourceful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, resourceful. But yeah. here's the other thing that you have to do. If I can't send somebody to a camp, I know somebody that went to a camp. So what yeah. do I do is I find somebody that went to a camp yep. and say, would you be willing when you come back to share with me what you've learned? Exactly. So what does that do? What, what have I spent? Time. Mm-hmm. That's it. I spent yep. nothing but time. You have to allow my musicians during the summer, during this time, I rotate them. I say, hey, take a weekend off. Yeah, oh, yeah. but you no, take a weekend oh, off. Yeah. You No, you need a break. Oh, yeah. Listen, if I need a break, think about this. God did everything he needed to do in six days. Seven days he rested. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You need some rest too. Right. Because I don't want you to be angry in September because I never, because <laughs> I never <laughs> gave you a break. And that also show shows that person how much you value them. Yes, you know the fact yes. that you you give me a time and to to kind of yeah. break 
and you know, and, yeah. and, and not penalize me for that. That's flock maintenance. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, that's that flock sounds like a nasty word. But <laughs> flock maintenance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. flock maintenance. But yeah. listen, re-engaging or engaging small groups yep. during the summer slump. to survive the summer slump. To yeah. survive the summer slump, re-engaging or engaging small groups, uh, being missionally engaged yeah. where you are for potentially leading into partnerships at some point. But then facility. Dreaming about facility and flock maintenance. I believe, and we have used some of those things. I believe those are the things that we can allow us, specifically during this time. Right. I know we may be a little late with issuing these out, but it's not too late. You're right here at the middle of summer. That's right. Memorial Day has just ended. You're right in the middle of this as you're, as you're watching this or, or listening to this. Now is an opportune time for you to use this summer slump uh, to, to, to take off and, uh, and, and use some folks. Uh, we, we know as leaders, all of us are looking everywhere to find creative ideas yes. uh, and we're so grateful for uh we did some focus groups and uh, <laughs> some people were kind of laid those out there yeah uh, and uh th there the the bridge is here to build a bridge between your church and the local community right. and we do that with a creative idea so we we've labeled this section uh creative, creative bridge bridge ideas creative bridge ideas Okay, here's some of our top creative bridge ideas. Idea number one is a car wash. Idea. That's it. <laughs> yeah, free car wash. Put yeah, it in the budget. Yep. Put all that in the budget. Uh, and, and it's part of your outreach budget. You just put money in a car wash and you share the gospel with people whether they're sitting in the car before they get the car washed or after. Uh, don't make it an expensive detail thing, but they can, <laughs> they can take off from there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, idea number two, loads of love. So loads you would go to a laundromat and pay uh, for their laundry. Now, be careful with that. Do not handle their laundry, but uh, pay for the laundry. And, uh, and while they're waiting, you get an opportunity to share the gospel and uh, have conversations with them. You, you've got to put that disclaimer. You have to put that out there. Do put not handle. Down. There you go. Yeah. So. Do not handle their laundry. <laughs> yep. I, I did <laughs> Top creative bridge idea number three is landscaping. Now, oh, yeah. don't landscape yeah. to the degree that is greater than your expertise. Yeah. Don't try to do a rock garden when you cannot either afford or do a rock garden. Exactly. Only do landscaping at your level of expertise. And get permission. I ask, how do you want your yard cut? There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is making me laugh. Yeah, so you want to ask them, hey, you want to cut high, low? Um, right. Because you don't want to do this project and they hate what you just did to their yard. That's right. And so, That's right. Yeah. Because you have a dirt yard and you'll get cussed out. Which exactly. Which counterproductive. <laughs> the reason why you're doing this. That's right. Those are our top creative bridge ideas. Exactly. So, listen, if, if you have an idea that you'd like to share, uh, that you uh, that you have implemented or an idea that you have seen work, hey, share with us. Send us an email at thebridge at absc.org. Again, that is thebridge at absc.org. Hey, Chanson, this has been fun. Very first episode, Real Good, Surviving the Summer Slump. We're so grateful that you decided to join. I'm, I'm grateful that you're here hey. and I'm grateful that uh, you allowed me to ride on this ride with you. Let's go. Uh, the Bridge, your entrance into urban church planting. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Bridge. We hope you learned something new and found some encouragement along the way. To learn more about church planting in Arkansas and to find more resources, visit absc.org and click the church planting tab. If you have a story, question to share, or a creative idea, email us at thebridge at absc.org. Be sure to rate and review if you liked what you heard.